Uh, it's Cam. It's Cam Osborne. It's Cam LeClaire. It's two season of pod. We're kicking off. Kicking off. How are you doing? What's going on in your morning? What's going on in your life? Huh? Hey, good morning. Good. Hey, did anyone say that? Tell, tell someone you love them. Tell you, Call your grandma. Stop. Call your grandmother. Call, stop. Tell you love her. Unless she's dead. Then call your father or whoever's left. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. Boop, boop, we got boop, time. I have boop, nothing boop, boop, but boop, boop, time. What's up? Waiting, waiting, filling the podcast, filling airtime, adjusting your camera. What's going People on with your hair? This. What's going on with your hair this morning? I just got a haircut. I got a French crop. Okay, so I that's don't... what it is. Yeah. And I just haven't done anything with it for like a week. Hmm. Yeah. Now you got now My, did you, you got the French crop because your name is vaguely French Canadian and you thought you would kind of keep that going or Well, it's funny cuz I was on the phone with a guy from Pennsylvania or something, I don't know, Ohio maybe, and he was like, "What's your name?" Like Cam, last name's French Canadian. He's like, "Say it." I'm like, "Leclerc." He's like, "Spell it." I'm like, "L E C L E R C." He's like, "There was a French prime minister with that last name." I'm like or he's like, maybe it was Canadian. I'm like, definitely not Canadian. Maybe French, like maybe French. And then he emailed me later. He's like, sorry, dude. It was a South African prime minister named De Klerk. And I'm like, eh, close enough. <laughs> this is wow. what I have to deal with on a daily basis. I didn't think you were allowed to ask people uh, where their name comes from. I didn't think it was allowed. No, I, don't, I, th- I think that one's still okay. It's kind of like when it's it's like the borderline between like I have to go speak with a few Mexicans and people are like, is that racist? Like, well, they are from Mexico. You're like, mm, you're pushing a limit, though, because how else would you identify them? I know you could be like the people south of the Texas. I'm going to speak with the people south of the Texas border who are also known as uh, non hetero. Well, you want well, you got well, to well, you got to be sure to say south of the Texas border, but north of Panama. You got to be sure to kind of, you know, kind of sneak that in there. Right. Uh, Right. And like, are you talking about the cartel? You're like, I said it or you said I didn't. It's where it would just get really confusing. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. Just okay? Just tired. Why are you tired? Not sleep last night? Because I fucking woke up at fucking 830 today. Fucking tired. Peanuts. Yeah, but Cam, you don't work until eleven thirty p.m. Ah, you got me there. I was drinking <laughs> till eleven thirty, but yeah, it doesn't not not the same thing. That's uh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, uh, we'll try and uh, spruce up your morning. Spruce up your morning with the tale of dads. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. So, to me. Um, this morning, my dad bought uh, my little cousins up here, and he bought him a like thrift store bike. So it was like 35 bucks, like pretty good condition, dual suspension. Um, gear set was like fucked on it, but uh, I know how to fix these things. So I fixed the rear ones and then he's going to work on the front derailleur. I'm like, I don't have time. I got to record a podcast. And then I, he's like, I'll fix it. I'm like, why don't you just look up online how to do it? And then you'll do it right instead of just twisting things until you figure it out. He's like, don't need to do that. I'll figure it out. It's only two screws. I'll figure it out. What, I don't know why dads refuse to try and learn new things. It's like, I will have to figure this out the hard way 
Otherwise, it's it wasted time. There's no point in actually trying to learn how to do it properly. So he's probably still dicking around with it, honestly. But I'm just trying to figure out why dads do that. Refuse help. Hey, do you need help finding this thing? I'm good. Right? Well, no, that's a that's a man thing. Uh, the, like, men don't ask for directions. Like, that's a thing. That's a stereotype that comes with man. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's not I, even directions, though. It's like... No, no, literally no. anything. No, but I think no, but it's asking somebody for help. Yeah. That is the thing that men don't do. Whether it yeah. is asking for directions, whether it is how the do I fix this bike? Cars on fire on the side of the highway. Whether, it's like you all right? Whether it's you like, walk or you know you walk in a Home Depot and instead of asking the first person, "Hey, where out of your 467 aisles can I find this one specific thing?" the man is going to be like, "No, I'm going to walk around." And find I think that's just a thing, a stereotype. So why does your father do this? Because he's just doing a stereotype. And everybody does stereotypes. That's why they're stere they wouldn't be stereotypes if not if people didn't do them uh from a group. You know what I'm saying? Does that make yeah, sense? It Italians like uh, using their hands. As as a straight white non-denominational middle class double vaxxed white man, I know all about all the other stereotypes and uh we're going to get into the podcast and Cam is going to list off his favorite stereotypes. Kick it. Continuing tonight on two season of pod 96.7 on your Two season a pod, 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 two you're listening to another episode of Two Seasons Pod here, folks. That is right. This is episode 82 for you. Hey, making our way towards that one hundo. Uh, I think the timing is still kind of in line to maybe line up with, uh, you know, episode 100 to maybe also line up with Cam, your 27th uh, birthday spectacular. But, you know, we're, ta we're taking it week by week and we will end up there one day. My name is Cameron Osborne. I am here hosting a show uh, alongside my co-host. His name is Cam, Le uh, Cam LeClerc. That's me. The, the uh, South African Prime Minister's The, the South daughter. African Prime Minister's uh, son-in-law uh, who, took <laughs> who, who took his wife's uh, last name. And uh, that's exactly it. You know, we're back. Uh, we're back for years on a Monday morning here, and uh, you know, coming coming fresh off of the Olympics. The Olympics are done. No yeah. more. Uh, uh, no more things to talk about until yeah, whenever. And at that point, who knows if the podcast will even go in by the time the next Olympics roll around? It's in the winter. It's not that far. At twenty twenty two. I think it's this winter. No, this winter? Or maybe it's next winter. I don't I think know. it'd be it, next it, winter. Next winter, whatever. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. We're going to get the uh, the ski shooting, the... Um, you th I mean the biathlon. The, the tobogganing. Yeah, yeah, they've added a they've added a competitive to competitive GT snow racing. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. the event that I'm really going for. In like a I would love to see that. It's like... Perf Correction, not professionals. Um, just being the best they can at a GT. Like, 
that first run through is like, what is going to, there's never been a competition like this. What's the world talent going to bring? And if there would never be a competition, you'd see just like, and the South African lands the jump. And then you see the guy from like Norway. It's like he did a 540 Superman, right? But oh, okay. See, qualifier. I was picturing more of a race. Oh, no. I want to see like tricks, like oh, X Games. Oh, okay. No, I was picturing a race, uh, kind of like everybody going down the hill at the same time. Dangerous. That would be, that'd be cool, too. Like the way I mean, you used to do it when you were a kid, just straight up danger. Yeah, Danger Dave. Uh, I mean, they have that with ski snowboarding, the slalom snow, or I don't know what that's called. Oh, yeah, they all go at the same time? Yeah, you haven't seen that one? It's like, because uh, I have a friend who's in the Olympics for that. Oh, wow. Yes, it's the downhill. Is that where my like, tax dollars are going? Snowball cross, uh, something like that. To pay, yeah. for uh, your, I mean, they, to pay for your friend's snowboard cross? Yeah, I guess. My, I mean, if, if, that's, if that's the thing you're complaining most about your taxes going to, let's have another conversation. Gotta be top um, 10. That's top Gotta 10. Gotta top, be top 10. Top 10 things I hate paying for on my taxes Pay, is watching Olympians. Paying for athletes that I don't particularly care about. Wow. That's got to be up there. Hot take. Hot take, by the way. Let us know. TwoSeasonsPodGmail.com. Haven't gotten an email in a little while, but we would love to hear. Uh, do you give a fuck about those shit, that the sports that you don't care about? I don't know. Let us know. Uh, wow, I what a don't. statement. Do you give the shit about the sports? Sports you like about? Yeah, it's huge. It was huge, dude. I was listening to the um, this, I brought this up with uh, the Trent radio station. This reminded me of this about that Brad broadcasting call. So I was listening to the radio, and the Trent Radio ninety something something up here has. He told us you can get a radio show for twenty five dollars, whatever you want, as long as it's not illegal. His words, not mine. Okay. I tuned this in because I thought it was, I, I thought they were possibly interviewing someone who just didn't know how to speak English because I, tune, you don't normally turn the radio has a flow to it. Hey, you listen to two jails. Do you guys hear about this weather? What's going on? No, this guy, it's, uh, so, uh, the, uh, mm, the what I'm trying to say, uh, and it, like stutter, and I'm listening, like, what am I listening to? And it turns out he just got himself a radio station, but I think he's also Gaelic and has a speech impediment. So this was just holy smokes, I have never heard anything like it, and also had nothing prepared at all. Like, you could hear him go, Oh. I, I guess we'll go to the weather now. And you hear him flipping a binder and he's like, uh, Thursday, the, uh, looks like it's going to be, oh, this is for last week. Okay. Let's try this week. And like flipping through it. And he's like, all right, we got some community announcements. Okay. And just read the most boring things ever. I'm tuned in like crazy. Like this guy is, this guy is probably three hours of radio time planned nothing or planned like four minutes of it and then it was like i got a lot of runtime no music at all no music no music and then That's i turned radio. on later i turned on later and there was a full radio show going on it was like and the ghoul said to the goblin i'm a goblin and the princess said oh no i'm i'm a princess like someone doing full radio impressions wow trent radio yeah incredible 
Trent Radio, check them out. You know, uh, slightly Trent Radio, slightly less prepared than two season a pod. Famously, famously known for that. Slightly, slightly less prepared. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I'm saying we try and get on that radio station. I don't know if we can submit to it, but I mean, I think we'd be uh, top of the rankings if so. I mean, do we have to fill three hours? No, probably not. we can probably ask for one hour slot. We probably have to stop with the cursing. Why don't we just give them an episode of the podcast? Because they all have cursing in them. Well, we'll bleep it out. They're called, they're called like, every episode is called, like, Little Boy's Jeans and, like, shit like that. They they're haven't been dirty. called. They, well, Cam, they're, they're all called something that we say throughout the episode. So if you're not happy with the uh, the episode titles, you better, 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 you better uh, kind of, you know, clean, clean, out your, clean out your potty mouth. Yeah, you got a dirty old potty mouth, you dirty boy. I never said I had a problem with it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so that's my updates for the week. <laughs> that that entire thing, that one little, uh, you listened to one radio station. And yeah, that was well, about went, it. Yeah, well, I went uh, canoeing on some rapids. That was pretty fun this week. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, you ever done that? I have, but I was younger, so I don't remember much. I was probably like 10 or 12 or something. Yeah, yeah. Hard to say if they're the same experience or not. I had a good time. It was a uh, pretty big rapids. They were level threes. You know, they're pretty pretty risky. Yeah, I'm sure. There, I'm sure. I also was on a level of some kind. Uh, Probably level ones. It was pretty extreme. Level ones. Easy. There. Yeah. Easy baby there, stuff. Tiger. Easy there, tiger. Well, the scary parts when they tell you they're like, if you get caught, because they leave you with your own devices, and they're like. Make sure the canoe doesn't get stuck between two rocks with water going in there because it will break and these cost $3,000. So be careful, <laughs> right? And you're like, I've never done this before. I <laughs> like, <laughs> And you're also like, I'm pretty sure I signed a waiver that if this breaks, yeah. I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> I think I definitely didn't. Um, I didn't sign anything. No, you just went? Someone else did it. Someone else set it up. Oh. So I guess they, they were on the line. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it was a blast. Highly recommend if you're ever um, near a river, go find rapids. <laughs> go find the closest set of rapids and just go for it. Yeah. Canadian shit, you know? I guess so. I mean, I guess I, I guess other cultures are allowed to also canoe down rapids, but yeah. Yeah. It made me think that maybe, like, I'm not a great canoeer, but I was watching the Olympics and there was an ad saying, like, this person was not doing this sport two years ago. Mm-hmm. And now they're an Olympian. I'm like, shit. So these obscure sports, you can just become an Olympian pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, who's that guy? Uh, Jesse uh, Jesse Lumsden. Was that his name? Uh, Canadian running back, CFL. And then he was just on the bobsled team because he really? know, he's a big boy who knows how to run. So, you know, yeah. when, when they need to run to like kick, you yeah, know, yeah. to start off their bobsled or whatever for the team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he he trained for football his entire life. Somebody said, hey, do you want to kind of like be the caboose on this little, uh, on our bobsled so you can really, you know, use a lot of force there? He's like, okay, I'm already an athlete. Let's see how difficult this is. And then that guy was in the Olympics. Yeah, so there's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of little things like that where, you know, I mean, for rowing, I mean, if you spent, you, you could have spent 10 years in the gym just doing rows, and then mm-hmm. somebody's like, wow, you're really good at that. Have you ever thought about rowing paddles? He's like, what are you talking about? You're what are you crazy, talking about? Right? I don't know what you're talking about. Then the next thing you go I in can't there, swim. And he's, and he's, we'll yeah, he's flying in there, you know? He's the only guy in the lap with a life jacket on. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's something we we never thought about. None none of the teams on the uh, rowing team wear life jackets. Oh no, I'm calling the OIC. The OIC, the Olympic International International Committee. (laughs) IOC, that's the one. The one, the corrupt one. Yeah. Okay. The corrupt one that lets Russia cheat and then just say they're the Russian well, Olympic as Committee. Well, as, as long as my tax dollars aren't going to pay for uh, life jackets for these incredible athletes. That's what I'm starting to think. Maybe they're not that incredible after all. <laughs> if, if this is like, you know, what if we got the top athletes from like real sports and put them in there? Oh, and the real sports. By real sports, of course, you sure. mean football, basketball, and hockey. The yeah yeah the exactly. three the big three put, put LeBron James in the pole vault and they'll be like wow you didn't even in the pole yeah let's put LeBron James in a lot of sport let's put LeBron James in the I want to see him do all the track and field events mostly a lot of you know kind of like the long jumps triple jumps I want to see him do that uh yeah rowing I want to see him do all the things where you know not, certainly not gymnastics that's you know you, you can't just ask somebody hey go flip. <laughs> yeah, that one I'll give it that one And that's why everyone was so heartbroken Over Simone Biles They're like She's a quitter And everyone's like You hate mental health She is a quitter like, I do hate <sighs> mental health <laughs> The worst It's the worst <laughs> It is <clears throat> The Worst In The world Mental health or Simone Biles A little bit of both Or, or gymnastics in uh, general All three of them God damn it We're yeah. calling I hot don't take like- Hot I don't take like over here. I don't like Simone Biles, gymnastics, or mental health. Not, call me a hater. Call me call me a hater. But hey, that's right. I said it. Fuck I've never folded. I've never crumbled under the pressure. No, you've never crumbled under the pressure once. No, I missed a free kick uh, in a game of soccer one time. You know when there was like a yeah. penalty in the box and I got to take the kick and I hit the post. I missed. So Ooh. I missed the. So I you know I got pretty close to missing the goal. But uh, other than that, nah. I played golf against my dad yesterday. I definitely felt the pressure. Yeah. I won. Okay. But he also had my little cousin putting for him. And my little cousin's a terrible putter. Who's this little cousin? Is he like a new character on your sitcom or something? He's, like, just, he's just been here all week. So it's my... Chachi? I guess it's my second cousin. Jeez. It's my cousin's son. He's 11. Okay. So I think that makes him my second cousin. And he's just looking for something to do towards the end of the summer? I don't know. I don't know why he's here. <laughs> he's just never, been with my dad. He's been. With, I don't really ask questions. You know, I've never like, questioned. Your dad showed yeah, up with a small. Just, just, your dad showed up with a young boy, and you're like, okay. I'm like, who is that? It's like it's your cousin. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sounds good. I mean, he's fun. We did some wrestling this morning. I won. Yeah, the like li- swimming. The little brother you never had. Oh, it's great. You know, he Cam, you're like almost thirty. You're pushing thirty. Yeah. Well, I'm not there yet. Okay. Yeah, still allowed to wrestle. Cam, I did. Uh, I did kind of bring around though. You know, the news has gone far and wide of your uh, of your hole in one last week. And you're probably getting a lot of mixed reviews on it, eh? Getting a lot of mixed reviews, uh, but I think the most uh, the most important review to me is the review from a man who has himself hit a hole in one. He says no, right? He says no. Yeah. He says. Heard that before. He says it is. A great accomplishment that you can be proud of. However, a hole-in-one is only what you would count on the scorecard. And when you were playing, that would be a three. Because you took your first shot, didn't like it, took a provisional, and then that one went in. 
See, and right? I think or, that's going to be the consensus with any hardcore golfer. That's kind of the consensus. It is something that you can be very proud of and say, yes, I, from the tee box, hit the ball and it went into the cup. However, it was my second shot. I took shot. a three. Yeah, yeah, I took a three. So that's why I'm keeping it in my back pocket as like, I have this and I didn't pay for everyone's drinks because I like having that in my back pocket. Literally, it, literally, hit, it's it's in your back pocket right now, and I can tell you look uncomfortable to be sitting down. I always keep it there. You look um, very uncomfortable. I can tell there's like a big golf ball sized thing in your pocket. So I plan to have it in the back pocket until we actually uh, get the real one. Then, uh, then I can have that monkey off my back. Until then, I'm a fraud. I'm a phony. No, you can still. You just have to be honest with it. You just have to say, hey, I am, I, I am always honest I with am it. proud I of this accomplishment. People. However, it is not However. an official kind of thing. Yeah, PGA Tour rules. I didn't hit the hole in one. No. Um, I mean, I bet you weren't even wearing pants. So I bet, uh, you were you wearing shorts? Yes. So right there, right there, you wouldn't have qualified for PGA rules in the first place. Really? You can't wear shorts at the PGA? No. You sure? Yeah. That's like their like one rule. Actually, no, they have. You thousands think that's of their rules. one rule? They <laughs> actually have thousands of rules. No, on the PGA, <laughs> like, get it in the hole any way you can. One rule: have to wear pants. <laughs> no, people have drones. Yeah, in the PGA, you have to wear pants. The LPGA, you're allowed to wear shorts or a uh, like a like an above the knee skirt kind of thing. Skirt. Uh, yeah. You're al- and in the PGA, you're allowed practice rounds and shorts, but um, within competition, no, you have to wear pants. Okay. I guess this is uh, this is why they never called me. That's probably why, because they were like, "Sir, put up, put your pants on. You're wearing yeah. short pink shorts. Yeah, you're wearing jorts. No jorts allowed on no the. No jorts. Uh, no jorts allowed. Have you ever been kicked out of somewhere for not having um, proper attire? I've never been kicked out of anywhere. No one's ever said like, "Hey, you need a X, Y, Z to be in here." No. Because it wouldn't be kicked out. It just wouldn't have been not let in. Yeah, I've never been kicked out or not let in. There was one place I remember, I think I was going to like, after a bar, we were going to Sneaky D's where above there was some kind of, you know, dance night or whatever. And we went to go line up uh, and a couple of the guys, like every, a couple of guys were wearing hats, just like baseball hats. And then at the door, they're like, sorry, no hats. You have to take it off. And what it do you was think of that? I well, I don't understand that rule, especially at a place like Sneaky D's, where the yeah. main level is Paps Blue Ribbon and graffiti all over the. So you think to yourself, okay, this is a venue where it's like clearly nothing fucking matters, but I think it's a gang-related thing. They need cameras to be able to like see your face in the like in the case of gang violence and like if something bad but not happened. in a lower one like that's what i'm not exactly clear about. yeah yeah so we get there and they're like sorry you guys, think the you- gangs are going to the top level where there's no hats allowed so they're like guys you can't wear your hats and then they're like oh, we're like okay they're like well you can like tuck them in your pants but like you can't wear them inside and we all kind of looked at each other we're like we're just not gonna go like that seems like a whole fucking thing to have your hat brim tucked into your waistband uh, you know, while you're trying to enjoy your evening or something. We said we just chose not to go, which I always thought, yeah, it's just like a weird rule. Uh, but the sir- one guy with the giant fedora hats, like, yeah, dang old- it, exactly. Well, you know, I How like. How am I supposed to pick up the ladies? You know, I like to hang out with people who wear fedoras every day. 
Yeah, you hide know, their bald spots. You know a big part of my friend group has fedoras. Uh, yeah, so I think we just kind of like decided not to go there. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a place like that. I think I've probably always just checked. You know, you have a feeling before you go somewhere or someone tells you like, by the way, don't wear open toe <laughs> shoes and wear pants or something like that. Golf courses are probably the only places, but I've never really been to like a really high-end golf course where I've even had to think about it. Nor do I really want to. Go to the Toronto yeah. Golf Club where no women are allowed? Are you serious? Yeah, it's either Toronto Golf Club or Mississauga Golf Club. It's one of those two. Yeah, women aren't wow. allowed a membership. I think Did women not... can go with somebody who is a member, but a woman themselves cannot hold a membership. Yeah. Same at Augusta. That... Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of rules which people don't remember, and then are shocked when they hear it. And you know, has that ever happened where it's like, uh, where I was having a conversation the other day uh, about OJ. I mean, as one, you do, once a week, I probably have a conversation about OJ Simpson, where I was being retold all the terrible things that OJ Simpson did even prior to. That one terrible thing that he did, you know, right. like multiple stealing the trophies. That was after, but oh yeah, that will go. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. that's stealing not the, the terrible thing. Stealing his memorabilia. Oh, was you the, meant before that. Oh, okay. Stealing his memorabilia. You're right, Cam. Was the one terrible thing that OJ Simpson did. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it was like being recounted with, you know, OJ Simpson was a, uh, you know, multiple time, uh, you know, multiple infidelities, multiple uh, abuse allegations against multiple partners, and I was right. being told this story as if. This was news that wasn't being that nobody knew and it was sort of like I was interpreting the news like yeah I thought like we all kind of knew that and we just nobody or like it it is and then nobody talks about like I I don't know where to like whose fault is it that nobody brings that shit up right like Floyd Mayweather is like the richest athlete of all time and his Wikipedia page has multiple entries of all the abuse allegations that he's had against multiple 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 women yet it's this thing where it's like we still let him get all this money we still let him fight we still let him do all these things and it, like it's not surprising to me anymore when i hear a story about an athlete doing something terrible because i'm like yeah don't we know this already about like the system don't we know this and we still like allow it to happen you know like i'm just unfazed by these terrible things these days yeah yeah i'm just mad because there's rumors that he was doing steroids mayweather no, O.J. Simpson. Oh, oh, the juice? Nah, the juice was not juiced. <laughs> no, unlikely, unlikely story. All the other stuff, maybe steroids, not a chance. Not a Don't chance. Believe it. Imagine, okay, uh, f- first, first sign that O.J. Simpson was a scumbag. He voluntarily spent nine years living and playing in Buffalo. Huge red flag. Big red flag. You chose to live in Buffalo. Yeah, they drafted you. You were the first overall pick in 1969. No one's going to take that away from you. But you could have pulled the Eric Lindros. You could have fucking left. You could have left after that contract. You chose to stay in Buffalo. Or you just say, Eric Lindros, I will choose not to play unless you trade me. Probably the scummiest move for sports ever. Unless you mortgage your, your, your franchise's entire future for me. 
And uh, guess who won more? Uh, you know who won more cups? The people involved in that trade, or Eric Lindros himself? And guess what? It was the people involved in the trade. Cam, let's move on, shall we? We're into we're deep into the podcast now, and I think we have some uh, some games to play. Let's do it. So, what how, episode are we again? This is episode eighty-two. Oh, I thought it was gonna be eighty-eight, and it was gonna be a nice little tie in there. We go uh, six episodes to go. You can talk about all the Eric Lindros stuff you want. Okay, let's play a game. Okay, lay it on me, cause you uh you got you got some stuff for me today. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, so we have the wheel of death. I'm sure you have a let's let's hear it, Cam. Kick it. Death. That's see, that's the button. We we, we have a very producers everywhere. Producers uh, right. everywhere. Some producers would say everywhere. too many producers. I say not too enough. Many producers. All right, cameras. Um, we have uh, another spin here. I don't have the physical spin, so you're gonna have to trust me on this one. Cam, we got I think eight categories, nine categories, and we're wow. gonna spin the wheel today. We have boo this man, jail time, baby. It's not you, it's me. Close encounters with the third kind, sailing seamen. Taking the ferret to the vet, daydream believing, know your co-host, the Jordan effect, and fuck you money. Let's okay. take a quick spin. Sounds great. Let's spin it up. Okay, it looks like we're hitting the Jordan effect today, tying into our last conversation. In your own opinion, speaking of OJ Simpson, speaking of Eric Lindros, two people who speak change the game irrespectively based on size, skill, speed, and strategy. What athlete of any sport has changed the respective game the most? I would hardly say Eric Lindros changed the game. <laughs> um, God, out of For being that big, for being that big and that fast, yeah, I think he changed the game. That you could do that at the time. At the, in, in 91. <laughs> That's right. Hey, things had to change. That one year. Um, that's a good question. Uh, which one athlete has changed sports forever? And uh, I think it's easy. I think it's Steph Curry. Um, wow. Michael Jordan, I would not say changed the game of basketball, whereas so I would so find he changed culture more. Uh, coming into the late 80s, early 90s at a time of economical boom, he was just the biggest athlete on the planet. He played the same game that everybody else played. He just did it better. And right. then in 2014-ish, 2015-ish, when Steph Curry was kind of healed from various ankle injuries, he just kind of decided, hey, I'm just going to step back here and throw it up. If I can get better at shooting threes than anybody else can, we will score more points. And that's exactly what happened. The game of basketball now is just everybody and their mother chucking up shots shots have gone up insanely three-point percentages have gone up field goal percentages have gone up people are just trying to shoot from there Kobe Bryant just did what Michael did but not quite as good and LeBron James doesn't necessarily I don't think LeBron has a has a uh a Jordan effect style of play because he's too good at everything um like 
you know, it's like to 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 want to play like LeBron James, you kind of have to be 6'8", 265 pounds and be able to run that quickly and be able to be that strong and be able. And, you know, there's so many other factors where the Steph Curry thing is really just I'm going to get very, very good and very, very fast at letting a shot go from beyond the arc. So Steph Curry got to be one of my top guys there. OK. Uh, that's a pretty good answer. See, I would have picked something a little bit unconventional. Dick Fosbury. <laughs> Probably haven't heard that name before. Nope. Uh, ni- 1968 Olympics <laughs> cleared the highest bar on the high jump because he decided, why the fuck is everyone jumping forwards? I'll jump backwards. Oh, he was... Changed a- the game forever. <laughs> he was the first guy to do the uh, the Fallsbury flop? <laughs> the Fallsbury flop. You heard it here first. <laughs> of course, yeah. you heard it here first. Every- everyone's like... Imagine seeing that, though, and seeing me being like, holy shit, that's a good idea. Like that, It's it's like that scene in Semi-Pro when they uh, they invent the alley-oop, and the ref doesn't know what to do about it. And he's like, that's a travel. He's like, how? I, he didn't touch the ground. He's like, well, double dribble. He didn't dribble the ball. Uh, uh, <laughs> nobody knew what to call it, it the first time they saw an alley-oop. That's a good question, Cam. Thank you. Yeah, so Dick Forsberry takes my lead, and yours is Steph Curry. Who changed the game more? I'm saying st- <laughs> Dick, <laughs> Dick Fosbury. All right, Cam, let's go for another spin. All right, and it looks like it's going to a Cam's choice. So we got to boo this man, jail time. Baby, it's not you, it's me. Close encounters with the third kind. Sailing seamen, taking the fare to the vet. Daydream believing. Know your co-host and fuck you, money cam. Your choice. Let's try uh, close encounters. Close encounters of the third kind. Cam, as a twenty late something, twenty something man, I'm Thank sure you. you've seen your fair share of death, birth, <laughs> and everything in between. Death? Cam, I don't know. What is your closest encounter with death or dying, whether it be yourself or somebody else? Closest encounter with. Death so that might be dying. the closest you've come to dying, the closest you've seen someone come to dying, the closest you've seen someone dead, anything of that sort. Jesus Christ, I don't think I like this question at all. I mean, mine, for example, is I almost got hit by a truck. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've never been like almost hit by a car. I've never almost Man. fallen off something. I've never Rums. almost no. I don't think I have like that near death experience in a way that I think you're looking for. Have you seen anyone else have it? Closest encounter could be a story you've heard. Man, this man has not lived. No, no. Just because you haven't almost died doesn't mean you haven't lived. <laughs> I think that is what it means. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I've never, like, been close to somebody when, like, something's fallen off, you know, and almost hit somebody in the head or something. I've never been, like, close to being electrocuted. No, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm sorry, I don't have, a, I just don't have a good story for this one. I just don't have a good one. Hmm. All right. Uh, I think it's well, gonna, I, uh, I think it's gonna have to be next, uh, womp, next category. Womp, womp, womp. Do you want to take another uh, Cam's choice on that one, then? Uh, no, we'll just take another spin. We'll just take another spin. All right, a little spinner. That's a tough question. That is a tough question, though, because you're presuming that I've been through one of those incredibly rare moments. <laughs> I don't think they're that incredibly rare. I think most people I ask are like, I almost died this way. Oh, really? I Yeah. Huh. I think most people are like, or you're like, I heard my buddy was driving, stopped for a peanut butter sandwich, 
and then realized he put the bag on the ground, so he had to pick it up. So 30 seconds goes there. You know, uh, a kilometer ahead, he sees a car crash into somebody, like 30 seconds ahead of him. Or something oh, like okay. that. One of those type of you know? moments. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I've definitely heard those. Mine was I almost got hit by a car as... I w- this is pretty crazy. I was in a uh, car with my sister, and I was turning left. So um, imagine you're in the right-hand lane, you're turning left, and you have to wait for the cars that are coming at you to pass by. I'm looking in my rearview mirror. I see this car flying. I'm like, oh, he doesn't look like he's going to stop. He's not going to, oh, fuck. And I look into my left-hand lane where the cars are incoming, and there's one incoming, so I'm like, I can't move, right? <laughs> I maybe could turn to the right, but I'm like, I just hold on, and I grab my sister. I'm like, we're, we're fucking going. He realizes it last second, turns into the left lane, now into incoming traffic, sees that car coming, drifts back into his own lane and then gets out of there like goes in the ditch and then comes back out like that was incredible riding like (laughs) unbelievable driving and i was like i was just heart rates gone (laughs) then i'm like holy shit okay well let's keep plowing ahead now i can live jesus christ yeah yeah no i'm sorry i'm sorry listeners cam sorry i don't have uh near-death experiences on my uh on my thing all right, that's all right, buddy. Maybe one day. I hope not. <laughs> all right, Cam. Another spin of the wheel here. <gasps> know your co-host, Cam. This one's a little test about me to see how much do you know about me. We have three questions for you, oh, and we're going to see how many of them you can answer about <laughs> your co-host. First question, Cam. You've heard many of my uh, stories from my high school friends, probably from my high school, but do you know the name of my high school? Oh, wow. Uh, fuck. That's not it, though. I wanted to say Billings. That came into my mind for some reason. That was my father's high school. Shit, yeah, because that was my he stepdad's. He knows my father's. No, because right, it was my enough. stepdad's high school, too, and I'm just thinking of other high schools that I know of. Uh, no. I have no idea what your high school was called. Aaron District High School. Ah, okay. See, I, I wanted to put Aaron in there and just say, like, Aaron High School, but I didn't, well, I thought it would be named after somebody, so no. I kind of... We, the thing is, if you name it after someone, there's a decent chance they'll get canceled. You have to rename it. Unless you just name it after an old white lady. That's probably fine. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they'll be next. <laughs> anyway, next question, Cam. You've met them. You've met them both. They've met you. But can you remember their names? What are both of my parents' names? Uh, Ange, Andre, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Aubrey. Audrey. Correct. And for bonus points, my uh, birth mother's name, or just my mother? I don't actually know that answer, no. Renee. Renee. Another, another French-Canadian thing. I should have picked up there on that. And Cam, third question, see if you can nail this one. Make... And model of my first car. God. So your first car, I can only say the car that I met you, like when you had. I don't know if you had a car before. It was that little, like, forest green Mazda. Mazda something. Two-door, standard, low to the ground. Like, it was, like, bigger than a Miata. Like, it wasn't a Miata, you know, like, it was bigger than that, but similar kind of shape. 
I think I can get the make. I don't think I can get the model. Maybe it, I'm going to say like a series of numbers. I'm going to say like the Mazda uh, RS4. MX6. <laughs> so close. So close. I was close. I was close. But that was fantastic. That was fantastic. I'll never forget Aaron District and Renee and the MX6 ever again. There you go. Well, maybe uh, maybe you can do a better job paying attention, Cam. But I'm sure if I did this thing for you, I would be able to get... Let me think. You're high school. No idea. <laughs> Parents' names. Bob and Linda. Probably wrong. Linda First was, car. You're one, you were one for two there, but I also have four parents. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's, well, a, that's, a, that's a stacked question to begin with. Uh, which one was I right about? Bob or Linda? Linda. Wow, that was a guess. Um, what, what are the chances? And then first car, I think you've talked about a van was your first car, but it was like your parents' van. Yeah. So I'm going to say it was the Honda Civic. The Civic would be the first car that, yeah, was in my name. Yeah. 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 So you're right. You're, you're, you're right Take there. one for three. Yeah, Take you're one right. for you got a one for three or something like that, you know, or one yes. and a half for three. Have better days, have worse days. I mean, those are tricky questions. Yeah, they were kind of tricky questions across the board. Uh, and that's how you play the Wheel of Death. And I think that's I died. Play. Or I didn't die, apparently. And or that's you what, haven't lived. Or I, I haven't lived. Uh, more. Hopefully there will be no new death or near-death experiences in my future. I think you should have one. I don't want to. Even if it's mental and there was no physical risk. <laughs> there was no physical risk. Yeah. Yeah. Like you dream. I had a dream the other night that someone stole my uh, golf clubs and beat me to, to the pulp with them. And I was more worried that my golf clubs were broken. You woke up in the morning and ran to the garage. I was like, ah, where are they? Woke oh, up, the driver, ran to the garage the driver. to check your, Not the uh, burner, to, ch to check your, uh, I need the wedge. Yeah. <laughs> you woke up in the middle of the night, checked your golf bag. You're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God everything's okay. Let me give okay. this baby a cleaning. I, I haven't treated you well. <laughs> yeah, so you spent a few hours in the middle of the night cleaning your golf clubs. and Yeah. Just for fun, you know. Just for fun. Let's keep moving on with the show, shall we? Yes, sir. Let's get on because this is uh let's get to something which has been now 22 weeks in the making. Holy smokes. That is of course we are talking about another edition our final question mark edition of the Nightcap. The Nightcap a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. All we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode. M maybe less than five minutes, but certainly not more than five minutes. Oh, we're going to need more than five minutes. Where every single week, Cam and I recap a new episode of Knight Rider Season 1. We've been doing so for 22 weeks, and boy, this is the season finale. And, uh... We've been very excited. We've really enjoyed ourselves your entire show. We'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards, but we do need to get to the actual episode description, which I'm going to kick you off. Uh, but here's the caveat. We only have five minutes to do it. Yes. I guess I should set a timer, right? <laughs> That's okay. It doesn't matter. It's all arbitrary in the first place. So we're going to bring ourselves back to a cozy uh, April in the spring of 1983 to bring to you episode 22 of the Knight Rider short notice. We've got five minutes on the clock, Cam. Are you ready over on your side? 
Yes, sir. And we're going to bring you episode 22 of Knight Rider, short notice, here in five, four, it's the season finale, folks, three, two, and we open with a woman walking out of a store when suddenly it appears as though her daughter is being kidnapped. She tries to chase them down, uh, but they, uh, the bad guys, whoever the kidnappers, end up getting away. Just then, Kit and Knight are coming back from a fishing trip when we run into our concerned mother uh, as, as a hitchhiker looking for a ride. Turns out her name is Nicole. She's going to Los Angeles and so are we, so we pick her up. Uh, we stop off at a motel one night. I have no idea where we're driving from. Um, and we see uh, that when we pull into the motel, appears as though that two bikers have followed us all the way there. The next morning, one of the bikers tries to break into the motel room with a gun. Him and Knight fight for a little bit. A gunshot goes off, which ends up killing the biker. Nicole has left away, uh, left the room. She's run away. We try to chase down the other biker, but they also get away from us. But then uh, we go back to the motel where cops are waiting for us because it turns out we are charged with second degree murder of the biker since Michael Knight's fingerprints are all over the good uh, gun. But good thing Devin and the Foundation are there to bail us out. However, we do need to find this mystery woman, Nicole, so she can testify that we were acting in self-defense. We do also find out that this guy uh, is a member of a dangerous gang. So there seems to be a dangerous gang following us. Next, we see a beautiful Mercedes-Benz pulling up to a beautiful home. Uh, Nicole steps out of the car and walks into the home, but... Good thing Michael Knight is one step ahead of her, already waiting for her here. Turns out Nicole's husband is a former leader of a dangerous biker gang. He is loaded, and he stole their daughter as a, uh, a way as a, for revenge against Nicole, Nicole for breaking his heart. But Nicole agrees to help Michael Knight by testifying if he helps her get her daughter back. She has some blackmail on him in, for, in the form of some photos that she took of all his nefarious business. I guess he went into a, a vault and took a bunch of photos. Uh, Michael Knight then finds himself in some serious family drama when Nicole's father returns uh, to the home and Michael Knight finds a way to sneak out of there unscathed. So now we are heading to Howard, the ex-husband of Nicole's house, uh, with this film. Uh, we arrive to this beautiful estate with a pool, basketball nets, and even horses in the background. We get inside and after a brief stare down we give up uh this film the film was real but howard the husband is still skeptical of night and this whole thing while this is happening nicole starts sneaking into the back door and holds a guard at gunpoint while her and her daughter natalie escape but now howard has night at gunpoint and they head towards uh where nicole uh, a motel where nicole is supposed to be so that howard can confront her directly but one of the henchmen is driving with us kit ejects the henchman from his seat we drive around and jump right over Howard's car, and we are off to find Nicole ourselves. Off to find Nicole, we look and find her at a motel where she's supposed to be. Unfortunately, after greeting the reception, we find out she is no longer there and has left recently. So, Michael goes down to father Nicole, Nicole's father's house to find out where she went, and he, unfortunately, has no idea. We learn it's a little bit of a turbulent relationship between the two. Some would say complicated. Anyway, as we're leaving, the housekeeper gives an address to say, hey, I think she'll be here. Get your butt over there. We're not really sure who she is. Maybe she'll come into the plot later. Anyway, Michael drives down to Arizona, maybe? Arizona, sort of an A, and uh, ends up finding her bartending at a uh, bar where he says, come with me, I have to get you to Lone or Pine Stone or Lone Pine or something like that, wherever the court case is going to be held. But she says, no, I don't want no part of this shit. 
he ends up just taking over her shoulder. Let me make sure I got the time for this. Taking over the shoulder. I have not been watching time. Oh my god. Taking over the shoulder and kidnapping her. There seems to be absolutely no consequences from that. Um, they take... Wow. Just I'm rattled by the time cam. Um, they head down to Lone Pine. They, uh, they start driving. And next thing you know, we have a Bob Seger cut in where we get to play night moves. Finally, I've been waiting all season for this. We get to play night moves as we're doing a nice long driving scene. Ugh. As they drive, they take a detour down uh, a, into like a western cowboy scene, which ends up being a ambush by the bad guys. They stop into a restaurant where they're going to get ice cream, but it ends up being an ambush where there ends up being a old western style shootout. The shootout goes along, you know, Kit takes out one of them, Michael takes out the other, and then there's only two amigos left. So what do they do? In the finale of Night's it's a show they drop all their weapons and they're gonna get into a fist fight it's an old-fashioned brawl and in the end michael throws the devastating left hook dropping him saving the day and taking everyone back to pine zone and it's the end of the season it's that's it that's the season that's, that's it everybody season, folks Holy that's it smokes. that's the season now we finished it off that's the season wow in uh, Cam, and you you were you were under obvious time constraints there. Uh, uh, missed a lot of key details, Cam. This was far and away the best episode of the entire season. You think so? I very much so. I very much so think so. First off, there were more set pieces in this one episode than like half the season put together. The, okay, here's something I didn't understand though. They go to this western town, and then. And you're like, this looks like a movie Western town. And then Kit goes through a screen, which is like, oh, it is a Western town. So then you learn, you're like, what, wh where do you find a Western town that's just a set? Yeah, like, they, they, made they, they rented a lot on Universal and they I, filmed there. I get there. that. But I'm saying like for the TV show, it was like they broke the fourth wall. Like, oh, no, we're actually in a set because Kit plows through a wall, which was a set. You yeah, know what I mean? This, yeah, this, this was. I think this was far and away the best episode of the season. We had an actual like emotional moment between Kit and Natalie, the daughter, who uh, was scared kind of throughout this whole kidnapping. But Kit was there to kind of comfort her. Yeah, uh, two things. Two things in this episode, though. No consequences when he kidnaps Nicole. Just picks her up. Everyone's like, "Hey, now don't don't you be kidnapping ladies?" And then she's just like, "All right, it's fine with it." Also, Tiny, the giant fat guy who's the bodyguard, um, takes the, uh, what do you call her, the housekeeper at gunpoint, and they just don't bring it up again. Yeah. Should we not have some resolve to that? I don't think so. I think because the good guys won and the bad guys lost. I guess, yeah. So I think that's what matters. I do find it funny that every time in the season, like, the way to evade bad guys is just have their car crash in the ditch, and it's like, they won't be a problem anymore, Scoot. No. Absolutely not. No, this was the best episode of the season, I think. Uh, far and away, there was an actual emotional pull to this. Uh, with what are all the notes I had, Cam? I can't. I can't see that. That's a lot of notes. Oh, really? That's I, why I was in our time crunch. See, I usually get two pages out of it. I try and do jot points because I'm like, there's too much. If I if I start reading, I just get lost, lost in the sauce. You know? Apparently so. Um, but that was it, Cam. Yeah, well, that's uh, adios. I'm just happy we got night moves. I mean, that was like the best part. You're of the really season waiting for that. Me. Well, there was an episode. It was a uh, like a few episodes back was called Night Moves, but I don't think we got it. I know. We didn't right? get the song. 
they just have that nice driving scene through like well it was really only know, the Arizona. last like seven episodes maybe where we had a commercial like a, a, a recorded song at one point in the uh in the episode yeah. short of just like the normal music and you could tell bum, i feel bum, like bum, 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 i feel like they also spent all like all the remaining budget on this last episode which you could tell because all the set pieces that they actually had uh was far more than any other episode of night rider i think uh i really did think it was going to come back around to that first episode where there was like the overarching bad guys oh Remember yeah how, like, the, the bad guys but they just like, didn't. initially yeah i thought they would like tie it back in but they're like nah let's just do it on the random plot yeah, well, I mean, hey, you never know, right? There's still three more seasons of Knight Rider, folks. If you want to check out the remainder of Knight Rider, it's all out there. There's four seasons total. So Yeah, did, has anyone reviewed, like, which one was the best season? Which one was the best season? I'm not sure. No, I haven't looked into it or anything like that. Maybe we should... Should we announce our next show or just... Yeah, I guess we have to. I guess we have to. That's why we waited. Because, of course, folks, uh, last week on air, Cam and I flipped a coin where Cam chose tails, I chose heads. We each had our respective uh, individual choices in our head. Um, kind of these two finalists that we had uh, narrowed ourselves down to. Because, uh, yeah, we're looking for another show. We're looking to give another five-minute review of another show. And after the coin was flipped and the select was selected, uh, our next season uh, to be exploring for you folks at home will be season one of MacGyver. <sighs> didn't I was, see, I was, didn't seem too excited well, I, by that one, Cam. I was I was expecting I was letting the crowd breathe a little bit because they were oh, probably pulling out their hair. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, now I'm just thinking: should we look up because there's multiple seasons of MacGyver? Mm-hmm. Should we look up which one was the best season to watch that? No, I think we should look up the first just season because we need to get into the character plot thing. Lines, I mean, yeah. I can't think of another show where you would not start on the first season. I think you could start Knight Rider season five, and there isn't even one, and you'd be fine. <laughs> well, it depends. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen later on in Knight Rider, right? There could be some overarching plots that keep going. However, we will be exploring season one of MacGyver, the uh, the um, the show which portrays um, a man uh, of genius level intellect, proficient in multiple languages, superb engineering skills, and uh, a knowledge of applied physics, military training, bomb disposal as he goes around uh, working for the fictional Phoenix Foundation. So who knows? There could be a little bit of crossover there between uh, Knight Rider and MacGyver. Um, finding non-lethal solutions to solving problems. Which I think is really the most important part, being another show uh, from the uh, the mid-80s. A show that premiered in 1985, so a couple years after Knight Rider. It'll probably be very similar for... I mean, was it made by the same producers? Or sorry, the same uh, studio? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Because I'd be curious if we could see any of the overlap considered so close to each other. Like, even just for set designs and stuff like that. Maybe not. Anyway, um, tune in next week. It'll be super duper fun and exciting. And uh, yeah, probably watch it on YouTube myself. I don't know if you're going to download it legally or illegally. I'm not judging you. Yeah, hey, we don't judge. We don't judge here on Tuesday's Pod. You can find out whenever. Yeah, whenever. You can rent it at Blockbuster. You can. There's one Blockbuster left, and you can rent it. It has all the overstock. It's huge. All right. Well, I think uh, now that we've released the big news for the day, let's get into our final game of the evening. 
Coolio, Julio? I'm, I'm waiting for you. Cam, you can't start introducing a segment and then stop halfway through and then be like, like, yeah. Cam, sometimes we, pl- sometimes we play ping pong and I serve you up a ball and then you're texting. You know, it just rolls on by you. I'm hoping for you to smack it back. You're supposed to go, that's right, everyone. It's time for Headliner Ass. Hey. 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 Asinine. But I just, you know, serve you a nice little lob, and you're just, oh, we're playing ping pong. I thought we were swimming. Why do I have to do all the? Why do I have to do all this work then? Because you know, I'm no Dick Forsberry. I'm not changing the podcast game. Okay, Cam, <laughs> it's a ping pong match. All right, cameras. I'm gonna kick us off here with our first headline of the evening. P- uh, police investigating woman who posed as doctor at Sydney Hospital for almost eight months posing at a doctor at a hospital in sydney for eight months uh why would you want to do that like isn't being a doctor like famously one of the more stressful positions and if you're posing as one i would wonder what the financial compensation would be there you know there's no way you can be getting paid because you would have to be on the payroll they would need your you know like they would need your uh, your social insurance number they would need all these sorts of things that uh, you know, unless you just loved medicine, you would have to love medicine so much and treating patients that you do it for free. You do it out of the goodness of your heart. I'm curious because I feel like this is a case of, uh, um, you know, this person is qualified medically in some kind of way, but then cheated their way to the top. I don't think that this is just a crazy person who pretended to be a doctor. Or uh, for all we know, it could be somebody who like thought they were hired, but then they turns out they weren't. And nobody and kind of like slipped through the cracks. You know, it's like it's like the employee, you know, there was like a miscommunication where the employer's like, we'll call you tomorrow for your first shift. And then like they got, you know, nobody called them. So they just kind of assumed they got the job or, you know, something like that. I would love to hear the story behind it. Uh, but I'm going to say it's asinine. Uh, it's a headline. It's very much what you thought. So it's someone with credentials, but not the right credentials. So a 27 year old woman out of Sydney's southwest uh, Bankstown Lincoln Hospital in Sydney Southwest. Um, so they were discovered uh, recently that they were not registered which the, with the AHPRA, with the Australian Health Practitioners Regulatory Agency. Now, like you said, this person is not walking randomly. They were actually supervised for the entire eight months throughout their entire employment. So these, everyone thought she was a doctor. Everyone respected her like that. I didn't say anything about getting paid that way. And then they found this out and immediately removed this person. Uh, They worked from January to August 2021, supervised the entire time. They're doing an internal investigation. The police are doing an investigation. But no real details have come up about how, why, or, um, you know, what what this person's intentions were. Maybe they were completely accidental. Maybe this person was doing this out of the goodness of the heart. We'll never know. But if you are in South Wales, sorry, if you were in Bankstown between January and August 2021, and we're treated by a doctor, maybe go again. I mean, that being, yeah, I mean, how do you go eight months, though, getting a paycheck? You think this per, you know, you think if, if you well, thought you that's had why the I think job, they didn't. That's why I think they got paid. They must have been getting paid for this, or else they wouldn't have done it. Yeah, that's what I imagine, yeah. Bizarre, bizarre. Very bizarre. Anyways, I got a headline here for you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Uh, 
Oregon man driving stolen car crashes into woman driving another stolen car. Wow, this one's like hitting a hole in one of your second shot. It doesn't <laughs> happen that often. Um, you know, I didn't realize how many stolen cars actually happened, and I learned something the other day. You know when you sometimes, you probably almost hardly ever seen it, but I'm sure some listener out there has seen a car on fire on the side of the road? You ever seen this, heard about this? We've talked about this because I have. We've talked about this okay. before. Yeah, okay. So Shannon was telling me that most of the time those are stolen cars, and people are just like, let's get rid of this thing. And they don't want to have any evidence of it, so they just torch it. That makes sense. Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so much more badass. Like, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, that being said, do two, cra- do two uh, people crash into each other who are both stolen vehicles? Well, let's put it this way. If we're looking at the chances, on first glance, low chances. On second glance, two high-risk people. Two people likely under the risk of some, or under some kind of drugs and probably in a crime-ridden neighborhood crashing into each other. Not that unlikely. It's just, did they exchange paperwork? Probably not. So how did the news ever hear about it? I'm going to go ahead and say headline, but they didn't catch the two people. Cam, this is a headline here for you. This is a story out of Newburgh, Oregon, where police responded to a report of a stolen Toyota Land Cruiser. Uh, driving through their downtown area, the police began pursuit and the driver fled. And after a few minutes of chasing, the car crashed into another car while driving through an intersection. After taking uh, Randy Lee Cooper into custody for Grand Theft Auto and evading police, the police realized that the other car that was crashed into was also reported stolen in an unrelated crime uh, three weeks prior. The driver of that car was named Kristen Beige, and uh, she was also found to be under the influence and was arrested at the scene. Okay, well, we got one. That's good. No, they got both. They got both. Oh, they got both. Sorry, they got both. Um, all right. Well, I mean, does this mean that crime never pays? Is this what's the lesson here? I don't think I don't know if there necessarily is a lesson. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't steal a car. Like that should be the big over. Can we have a cat? Can we? If you're gonna end off a news segment, you gotta. That's why I can. Oh, I need a tagline. That's what yeah, you're yeah, saying. exactly, yeah. And that's uh, and that's why the cookie crumbles. Love it. Hey. <laughs> And that, that's that's Cam Osborne. Our uh, where did Oregon? Did you say it was Oregon? Yeah. Or that's our Oregon news report for the day. Hey Cam, another headline for you: Drunk man dies after biting venomous baby snake in revenge attack. <sighs> revenge attack. So the snake bites you. You gotta bite the snake. I do this with. Uh, I've done this with dogs before. Um, they bite you and you bite it back? No, no, no. I've never been bitten by a dog. Uh, but, like, you know, um, Cam, you like to wrestle. And you like, like dogs. So I'm sure you like mm-hmm. wrestling with dogs. Yes. Get on the ground. And, yeah. you know, for me, it's very much like take the glasses off so, you know, I can remain safe. And then you kind of get there and you get all up on them. And then sometimes, you know, you'll kind of get on top of them and some kind of full Nelson choke. And then they'll, they're a dog. They don't know what they're doing. They kind of like cock their head back and they end up like smacking you in the head or something like that. Completely unintentional or they paw at you or something. So I kind of go deeper. I, I get my, I open my jaw up and I put my jaw on their neck like a dog would do if they were playing. To let this dog know like, hey, if you're going to do this to me, I'm going to do this to you. Uh, so I certainly understand the revenge. I mean, of course, I never sink my teeth in. 
you know, I'm gonna pl I'm playing with these dogs, but I also want the dog to know, hey, I'm the b I'm I'm top I of the food shit, chain yeah. here. And uh, no different with uh, no different with any other animals. However, snakes, scorpions, uh, there's a certain subset of animals, spiders that I wouldn't uh, try to take revenge on because there's a chance they're venomous and terrible. Uh, God, imagine living in one of those countries that there's just like venomous shit all over the place. And yeah. it's like, you never know, but you know, clearly you're taking a risk. I'm gonna say this is a story out of like India or something. Cause it sounds like, you know, type of place where venomous snakes would exist and there's like over a billion people there. So chances are one of them's gonna bite a snake. So I'm gonna say this is a headline. This is a headline, and uh, this actually ties back to two things. So first of all, yes, it was in India. Hey! And second of all, <laughs> yes, it's another story of fathers not taking help or advice. So this is Rama Mato, 65, uh, out of India, was bitten by a baby snake on a Sunday on his leg. He was under the influence of alcohol at the time and sitting in front of his house. Uh, after he was bitten, he managed to capture the snake. It was a viper and decided that instead of, I don't know, killing it or doing something with it, bite it back. So while he was biting it, he was bitten in the face more than 10 times wow. while chewing the snake. Um, this is from his family's account. And uh, I don't know if you knew this, Cam. Baby snakes are a lot more dangerous than big snakes. Do you know why? Why is that? Because they don't know how to control their venom. Mm. So they just pour it all into you. Oh. Now, this man decided after his family said, you should go to the hospital, I said, don't worry about it. I don't think it has any venom in it. It's just a baby. Quite the opposite, my friend. Went to sleep and woke up dead. So, uh... Wait, he woke up dead? I guess he didn't wake up. <laughs> uh, lesson learned here, Cam, that this number caught me really off guard. Every year, guess how many people die from snake bites? On the world or in India? World. I'm going to say 50,000. 50,000? 81,000 to 138,000 wow. individuals die each year from snake bites. See, I wouldn't want revenge. See, if I wanted revenge on a snake, I would just grab a knife and then fucking chop its head off. Like, if, like, biting a snake is not the type of revenge, like, my playful revenge with my dog when he kind of, like, you know, scratches your face or something. Yeah. Completely different. Like, it's a fucking snake. Just fucking kill it. You ever hear that story about the, um, it's an old fable about the, the scorpion on the turtle's back? I feel like it does ring a bell, Yeah. Yeah, it's the one where the scorpion asks the turtle, he says, hey, can I get a ride on your back? And he goes, oh, no, you'll bite me, and then we'll, I'll drown. And he goes, why would, I, why would I do that? I'm like, I would die, too. And he goes, okay, no problem. So he goes on it, and then halfway through the river, the scorpion stings him. And he's like, why'd you do that? I'm going to drown. He goes, because I'm a fucking scorpion. Right? <laughs> that's and it's a lesson that pe people never change their ways, right? And oh, that's how okay. I sign this off, Cam. Snakes never change their ways. Good tagline. See, I didn't know we had to add taglines to headliner ass nine. I just thought it was. Now I need to think of a whole other thing. Okay, Cam, here we go. Headliner ass nine. Uh, Sorry. You okay? I just blew into the mic because I saw I know. I know. Well, you, it, you, I... you just took a big bong rip and all that smoke had to go somewhere. Cam, headliner ass nine. A woman drives car for a year with her nieces stuffed in the trunk. Ooh. Um. Little two seater, little smart car, and uh, kids have to jam in the back somehow, you know? Um, 
sad story, but I think uh, more common than I, have you ever seen? Have you driven down like a dirt road in the country and see like kids in the back of a pickup truck? Yeah, yeah, just sitting in the bed. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, <laughs> but just like worse. I don't know. It's like, all right, we'll be there in four hours. Just like four hours, <laughs> close the door. <laughs> uh, you guys need water back there? Too bad. Um, shit. I feel like this is a sad reality that someone just didn't really think twice. And I also think that it's a little bit of a deceiving headline because you think to yourself, oh, this sounds like this every day. No, it's probably a year, maybe like, you know, 10, 15 times or something like that. Uh, sad enough, but true. I'm assuming there was probably two seats in the car, but a bunch of space in the trunk. She thought it was safe. The authorities begged to differ. That's a headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. Uh, this is a story coming out of Baltimore, where police pulled over a 33-year-old woman for speeding, and the police impounded the car because the woman didn't have the proper paperwork. When the car was being towed away, the woman oddly replied by saying, It don't matter. I won't be here in five days. Uh, when police got the car to the impound lot, they opened up all the doors in the trunk and found the remains. They found the bodies of this woman's five and seven year old niece wrapped up Ooh. in plastic, weighing only. I thought they were alive. Absolutely Ooh, not. Worse. Weighing only 18 and 27 pounds, respectively. Although the causes of death are uncertain, the woman did confess to beating the seven year old until her head hit the floor hard. Uh, the two children were entrusted into the aunt's care in 2019 when both uh, when the mother and father of the uh, of the kids were both in prison. So they were put in their aunt's care. Uh, this is a brand new story, but early coroner reports are showing that the children most likely died as far back as May 2020. Well, this is a way to get uh, the saddest story of the day out. We never said they had to be happy. Still, well, your guy died in your fucking story, too. Ah, but it was a, you know, it's an old scorpion on this turtle thing. You know, that's where you remember. Okay, okay. You're talking about okay. killing kids. I'm talking about killing 65-year-olds because they don't take advice. You could have said asinine. You could have said asinine. You'd be like, there's no way Cam's going to bring up a fucking story about dead kids in a trunk. The thing is, I didn't think for any reason they were dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, my thought was they were definitely alive. She just didn't have seats. I did say no, drives car dead. for a year with nieces stuffed in the trunk. Yeah, because I thought it was like, you know, to drive them to soccer practice, but they only had two seats, so they'd stuff them in the trunk. That's fucked. Well, that's a, that's a headline. Um, tagline? Or just plow ahead? Oh, I know tagline. No, no, no. All right, all right. Hey, Cam, headline asking a Mexican cartel training pigeons to infiltrate government buildings. Mexican cartel training pigeons to infiltrate... I, 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 I don't know what the advantage of that would be. Because what's a pigeon going to do? What is a pigeon going to do? Unless they the best they can hope for is to strap some kind of like, you know, covert op camera technology onto a pigeon and then have that pigeon fly into a government building and then you can hopefully scope out some secrets. And then it doesn't yeah, matter. You, you can't, Cam, I think you got to think, what does government buildings include? Uh, I mean, prisons, all the things, but prisons, prisons, that's sending, a government building, sending prisoners notes like through the, you know, through the grates, you know, a pigeon comes up with a note tied to him and it tells him like, kill this guy. And then in prison, they go and kill that guy or something like to share information. I don't know. That seems like a, it seems like a stretch because I, I feel like there are smarter birds out there. 
and that's one thing I've never understood about any of the lore of, you know, medieval times, whatever, this, that, the other, of tri- tri- like pigeons or birds uh, being messengers. I've never understood how they, how that happened. I have no idea how they couldn't, like, they, they, like, you know, in the medieval times especially, they didn't have plumbing, but they were able to train, like, birds to deliver messages. That, to me, seems like two very contradictory things. I gotta say this one's asinine just because, like, I don't, I feel like the Mexican cartel has other shit to do. You know, they have more important things than training birds to do things when a text message is much, much easier. So I'm going to say this one's asinine. Yeah, it's it's asinine. Yeah. I don't even know. Were birds even trainable? I don't even know. Could you have even trained pigeons to do your shit like that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I got one more here for you. Are you ready for it, Cam? Let's hear it. Here we... uh go uh police mistake two-year-old daughter's ashes for crystal meth cam <laughs> what okay do it what's the next one gonna be like my parents beat me headline or asinine headline my wife left me wow okay um I don't know what crystal meth looks like. I I've seen um, Heisenberg make it, and it looks like a clear, clear stuff. I, but that's like ninety nine percent pure according to the machine that they use in the show. So <laughs> could this be dirty ashes? I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe. Here's here's a thought. Here's my only thought on this one. Someone kept the ashes of their kid in their car with them. And they probably pulled over a black guy and they're like, what's in the car? He's like, ashes. They're like, that's crystal meth. And they put him in jail for six months and they realize it wasn't. Um, that's the only real reason I think it is. But I'm going to go ahead and call asinine on this one because I think that uh, crystal meth looks clear and ashes look like ashes. Cam, this is a headline, and you literally got it right. This is a story out of Springfield, Illinois, where a man named Dartavius Barnes was pulled over for speeding and was placed into a squad car while police searched his vehicle. Officers pulled out what appeared to be a small metal container filled with what they believed to be ecstasy or crystal meth. Body cam footage captured shows the moment that Barnes told police that those were the ashes of his recently deceased daughter, Tanaja. Barnes. Uh, the father can be heard on the body cam footage pleading with police to stop and believe him. However, they did not and proceeded to remove a small amount of the ashes to test it for drugs and even spilled a little as they were opening up the container. This event happened last year. Uh, however, Mr. Barnes is suing the city of Springfield or the state of Illinois. He's suing the people who need to be sued. Uh, on a trial that's supposed to begin on August 22nd, suing the state for uh, the way the police acted and the whole ordeal. Yeah, that's uh, that's a sad one. That's a sad one, but I'm I'm glad I got it right, but I'm also not glad I'm got it right, you know? At least he didn't go to jail. He just had to be detained in the back of a police car. But yeah, you were pretty close to being pretty damn, pretty close. You were pretty close to being damn right, that's for sure. Um, pretty close. But that's it. That was our final headline, I do believe, and because of that, that means it's the end of the episode. 
yeah, a little bit of a longer one for you folks at home today. I'm sh- I hope you don't mind. Uh, buck seventeen on my clock. Who knows what's on your clock? I think you're. Um, I think you're the one who thinks we go long. I could go I for know. another hour if you want. No, I got things to do. I got to go for listen- today. Yeah, go fine. Go do your thing. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. Remember, you can rate, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. Two seasons pod at gmail.com is where you find us. We'd love to uh, we'd love to hear from you. And remember, folks, you got to uh, stay tuned because we do have MacGyver episode one, season one, um, coming out for you next week. And I'm really excited for it. Yeah, this should be a fun one. Uh, we'll have to chat during the week to figure out what a logical break point is. But I, I think it's not, the first episode is always fun to figure out all the minute details which will care us for the rest of the season. Until then, folks, uh, find it on YouTube. Find it on, I don't know, find, you find TV somewhere. Like, rate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, tell your friends about the I show. I said that. And, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And never forget, the oldest beer brewery dates back to 1040. So, yes, the one at your local bar is not that new. Old. Tune in next week. Love you all. Ciao for now. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on Two Seas in a Pod. 96.7 on your... Two seas in a pod, 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 two seas in a